1: Good morning, beloved family. I am live, and I am with you live. I'm so sorry I couldn't be with you live. We had encores over Easter, but um, blessed be God that we're together today. I'm so happy for it, and I pray all of you had a most blessed Easter. We are now in Paschal time, and um, this is uh, Easter week, every single day of Easter week is a first class feast it's the octave of easter so we are now on in um thursday of easter week a first class feast every single day um our lord is risen i'll never get over it in fact our um, if you're on our email list you would have already received our easter newsletter um if you're on our regular mail list our printer has had um, a difficult time getting all the paper and envelopes in, but we're waiting for one more uh, one more item, and then it will be put in the mail. So uh, you'll have it before Pentecost. <laughs> um, and again, if you're not on our mailing list and you'd like to receive our newsletter, we send out maybe no more than four a year but every once in a while we'll send out a separate email um we never give anyone's information out we don't buy lists we don't sell lists it's only those who request to be on our list and there's no cost um so if you'd like to subscribe even if you wish the uh, newsletter we just sent by email we can send it out individually to you and um Uh, and we can send you the hard copy as well if you request it. Just go onto our website. It's www.motherofisraelshope.org and click toward the right on newsletters and right on the top you'll be able to sign up for the newsletter and indicate if you wish it, uh, email, regular mail, or both. If you get it by email, which is great, you'll always get it quicker, but um, you won't get anything we include. This time we included a beautiful holy card with the Regina Cherley, which is said instead of the Angelus during Easter. Both we've we've included it both in English and Latin. Um, so um don't don't be shy to do that. We'll be happy to send you a copy. It's never too late. Um, uh, so God bless you. I, I do pray that you're still celebrating the resurrection of our Lamb, um, of our and lamb i started out the newsletter by saying our lord is risen 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 from the dead and um, got a beautiful note from our friend in canada nelly um, who said she was so happy i repeated risen so many times because she feels the same way i've told the story before and i'll tell it again this time of year how um when i from my jewish background the evangelical protestant group of jews for jesus was really um, helped me into Christianity, not into the Catholic Church not into the fullness of Christianity, but into evangelical Protestantism. Um, And they told me how Jesus was the Messiah, that he was God come to earth, and that he died for our sins. And after a year and a half, I I finally believed it by the grace of God. But it wasn't until two weeks later that I heard them talking about his being alive. And I said, "Wait, wait, 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 what did you say? And they said, what do you mean? I said, you said he was alive. They said, yes. I said, but you told me he died. And they said, well, he rose from the dead. And I said, why didn't anybody say so? I had no clue. Growing up in my Jewish home, my mother worked for Macy's, the big Macy's parades with eggs and bunnies. And I could never figure that out. Bunnies don't lay eggs. I never figured all that out. I had no clue what Easter was about. So... Um, We need to tell the world. We need to tell the world not just that he died for us, but that he rose from the dead to give life to all who will come to him. If you don't come to him, you don't have life. And he established the Catholic Church. That's where you need to be. That is home. That is the kingdom of heaven on earth, the Catholic Church no longer evangelical protestantism, protestantism or any other form of christianity that broke off from the catholic church it is the catholic church that has the fullness fullness of faith the sacraments the full means of salvation or if you're if you're not in the catholic church but you've been baptized and you're a christian and you believe can you be saved yes you can will you be saved there's no guarantee um the catechism says that those who f- who through no fault of their own do not understand the truths of the Catholic Church, through no fault of their own, can be saved if they live up to the grace of God they've been given. But that is a thousand times more true for Catholics, who can be saved if they live up to the grace they've been given. And Catholics have been given, just like the Jewish nation before them, and from which they grew, um given more than anyone on the face of the earth to whom much is given, much is expected, much is required. If we do not live up to the truths that we've been given, to the grace that we've been given through the scriptures and the sacraments and the church, um, we have no hope of salvation. And that goes for every single one, priest, bishop, cardinal, pope, layperson, anyone who does not live up to the grace they've been given in the catholic church and the truths of the catholic church anyone according to saint paul who teaches another gospel he will be anathema he will not see heaven very very serious um we need we need to adore our lord we need to give him the adoration that he is due and if you're a shepherd and you're leading sheep astray if you are proposing or you are proponent of uh, same-sex so-called marriage of homosexual unions of lgbt uh, plus q whatever lifestyles of gender ideology if you're a proponent of any of those no matter who you are what state you're in what status you have you are not on the way to he- heaven, you are on your way to hell, unless you not only repent, but publicly confess your sin and warn all anyone who has followed you into such heresy in order that they be saved. So, we have a great responsibility, beloved. We are the chosen people of God, chosen in Him before the foundation of the world, um, and um, every one of us is chosen in him. He died for every one of us. And woe be to any any soul who leads little ones astray. Little ones are everyone for whom God died, no matter age. Now, I don't know how I got onto that, but we're in awful shape today. And our, our, our prelates, our shepherds, our in great 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 number have fallen they have lost the faith if they ever had it and they're leading the sheep astray so if you're a sheep out there you're baptized if you're a catholic you must follow the teachings of the church you must follow the catechism and the teachings of the church if anything any pastor any prelate any bishop any cardinal anyone says goes against the catechism of the catholic church goes against the scriptures Um, if you follow that, you will be accountable before God because we are mature. We can read. We need to know the faith and not be, as James says in James chapter one, led astray by every wind of doctrine. We need to be strong and faithful. And I don't think we have a lot of time to fool around and decide to follow God. I think we must follow him. If you're a parent, you are responsible for your children, to nurture them and teach them the faith. It is not the schools or the church that is responsible to grow your children up in the faith. It is you. You are the stewards of your children. It is your responsibility to teach them the faith and to lead them to heaven. The schools, if they fail, the church, if it fails, will be accountable for what it has done, what it has failed to do. But parents have the number one stewardship of those children. And if you don't know what they're being taught in school, and if they're being taught gender ideology, they could be a boy or a girl or whatever, or an it, whatever they want, or that LBGTQ is uh, okay, um, and all inclusiveness and every manner of debauchery is okay, and you don't know your children are being taught that You are accountable before God. If you know your children are being taught that and you keep them in that school, um, you will not be in heaven with them. You will not be, because you are leading a little life to hell if you bring them to a school, even of a Catholic school, that is teaching such sin and debauchery. Um, You must protect your children, no matter what. Take them out of school. Take them out. If they're in public school, get them out and teach them and homeschool them. And if you're a single parent, you can't homeschool, find a homeschool group or co-op that could have your child join them. Um, Find another parent or grandparents who could take your children and teach them if you can't stay home. But don't send them to the Devil's Playground, which is any public school that teaches heresy, that teaches the devil's theology, and especially a Catholic school under the name of Catholic that teaches sin. That's even worse. Um, We don't have time left, and God will judge us for what we have done, what we have failed to do. It's never too late to repent and turn around and Teach your children and begin now, never too late, to repent and live a holy life and live out your vocation. Papa, you are the head of the home. Mama, you are the heart of the home. Do not abandon your vocation. We'll be right back after this break. You're welcome to call in with anything on your heart. We'll be right back.
2: holding on to an old car or truck because you think dealers won't want it then consider donating it to the station of the cross catholic radio network this is a great way to turn your unvalued vehicle into a powerful gift for catholic radio you'll be taking part in our evangelization efforts to continue spreading christ's love throughout the world Our Lord uses Catholic Radio to draw more people to himself, and one of the best ways to support the Station of the Cross is by contributing to our vehicle donation program. The process is safe and simple. Your generosity will greatly benefit our mission to bring the truths of the Catholic faith to countless listeners. To find out more or to donate your vehicle today, visit thestationofthecross.com or call 1-866-628-CARS. That's thestationofthecross.com or 1-866-628-2277. Pope Eugene IV, the 15th century during the Council of Florence, says this about communion. Through this sacrament, grace is increased among those who receive it worthily. And every effect that material food and drink accomplish on the corporal life... This, the sacrament, does the same on the spiritual life. That's Sermons for Everyday Living weekdays from 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern on the Station of the Cross.
3: Help bring many more people closer to our Lord by letting them know about Catholic Radio. One of the simplest ways to promote Catholic Radio is by displaying a bumper magnet on your car. Order your free bumper magnets at thestationofthecross.com. We'd be happy to send bumper magnets for your listening area so that others can come to know the Lord. That's thestationofthecross.com. Thank you for sharing Catholic Radio on the Road.
1: welcome back beloved to mother miriam live i'm thrilled to be with you and i am live this is not an encore blessed be god forever um we have a number of emails that we haven't gotten to but let me tell you also and remind you that from now on you're able to call in through the entire hour uh anything that's on your heart it never has to be our subject but the subject of your heart um, and the toll free number is or email at mother at the station of um, We have a few uh, questions that I'm going to uh, take a stab at them. I don't. Um, I don't have all the answers here, but um, let me just give a thought to them, and whoever's asking them can look them up further. Or uh, I would just say um, give Catholic Answers, um, Catholic.com, a a call, or go to their website and look these things up. They are the number one apologetics organization, I think, in the world, and um, you can look them up there. Um, but we have an email from somebody who writes in anonymously and says, hi mother at the general judgment, when all our sins will be revealed in front of everybody, does that include also our previously confessed sins? I believe it does. And this person says, if yes, that seems a little unfair because I thought those sins were gone and forgotten after a valid confession, but God is fair and good and true So please help me to understand a bit more about the general judgment. Thank you. I do believe they will be revealed, dear one. Um, God is good and fair and true. That's right. I won't say the only reason God is fair, uh, because if he gave us what we deserve, we'd be in hell. So he's not fair, but he's just, meaning that he sent his son to die for the sin that we committed that separated us from him. So he's not fair, he's generous, he's just. He carried out his holy law uh, because without the shedding of blood, there's no remission or forgiveness of sins. So our Lord died in our place. Um, But our sins from our judgment part, Jesus says, or our Lord says, I think it's Psalm 103, as far as the east is from the west, so far are sins um, uh, from taken from us, and God remembers them no more. Yes, if we are forgiven, we don't need to continue to worry about that. If we're forgiven and we've received the penance and we've completed the penance, um, we are not forgiven by doing the penance. We are forgiven, and we are we give a, we're given a penance in order that we may make reparation not for what separa- separated us from God Jesus did that but for the temporal effects of our sin those that we've hurt on earth whether we've stolen from them like Zachary uh, as Zacchaeus said I'm going to give back fourfold we need to make temporal restitution reparation we need to repair the earthly effects uh, of what we've done to people we need to apologize or whatever it may be um If we don't do that penance, it may show that our confession was not sincere. We must do it um, because we've forgiven, not in order that we might be forgiven. But again, if we refuse the reparation, then we have more guilt on us. Um, So we can be confident that our sins are forgiven. Yes. But why then will they be repeated at the general judgment? And they will be every single word we've ever spoken. Idle word, a wrong word, sinful word, careless word. It will be repeated before the whole world. Why does God want to shame us? It's the the purpose is God's justice, His holiness. When we repeat, let's say I've committed a mortal sin, and I go and I've confessed it, and I've I'm 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 absolutely free of that. The price has been paid. I'm I can be confident that if I do not fall again, I will be in heaven. I have a moral assurance that I will be in heaven. I don't have an assurance that I won't fall again, but I'll have an immoral assurance that if I don't fall, if I die in a state of grace, I will be in heaven. So why then is that sin going to be blasted in front of the whole world? Why? It's for God's sake, beloved. It's to show that God is just. We lack humility. We don't want people to know but it's to show that God is just. The same way that when David, King David, committed um, adultery and murder, he committed adultery with Bathsheba, he had her husband murdered, and the, the baby that was born from the union of David and Bathsheba was put to death. David, um, he he fasted, put on sackcloth and ashes. People thought he was dying. He he repented for his sin. He wouldn't eat. He wouldn't drink. He wouldn't do anything. And um, begging God uh, for forgiveness. God forgave David. And yet, the fruit of his sin, uh, the, the child of their union died. God put that baby to death. Um, and say, well, if he forgave David, why did he... Uh, Cause the child to die because there are consequences of our choices consequences of our sin did david's repentance for his sin um pay the price of his sin no our lord a thousand years later on the cross paid the price of david's sin but he had to deal with the earthly temporal consequences of his sin and that was the death of that baby um and it's in scripture it took david a year to confess that sin and in conf- his psalm of confession is psalm 51 in the new rendering psalm fifty-five-zero, in the old rendering create a clean heart in me O god restore to me the joy of thy salvation let the bones which thou hast spoken rejoice it was a psalm of repentance one year later that he fully repented of that. And he could say, but I repented. Why does the whole world have to know that? Because God is just. And it's teaching us that he's a forgiving God, but he doesn't forgive. The only reason he forgives us freely, if we have sincere repentance, is because it cost the death of his son. The price was paid. The wages of sin are death. So when we... Every utter word, every sinful word, every awful word, every awful deed we've done is shown before the whole world, Um, uh, especially if we're forgiven and on our way to heaven, it will be shown both the justice and the mercy of God, that by his justice, we are forgiven only because he put his son to death instead of us, and by his mercy, we have life in heaven. I think it's for the honor of God, not to protect our reputations, but to show that God is just and merciful. I think that's the best I can do on that right now. Um, uh, there's a text from somebody who writes anonymously and says, if I'm not mistaken, haven't the remains of various saints been scattered throughout the world in the past. Um, yes, they have, such as uh, St. Catherine of Siena and others. Um, if so, why does the Church discourage the spreading of ashes after Catholic cremation? Um, it's only of late, as I understand it, that the Church has really approved cremation. Um I think for most of the church's life, cremation has not been allowed because it is a. Um, I, I, the church allows it now, but it's a. I'm just going to tell you why I think it was not allowed in the past and why I don't um, would not appreciate it myself. Is because it dishonors the body that God has made. In the end time, God will. Uh, resurrect our bodies and he can collect all the ashes no problem for him that have been scattered all over the place um, no problem for god but we i believe dishonor the body that god has made by through cremation and um uh and then even further by the splin- sprinkling of those ashes um the proper way to dispose of ashes is to keep them together in a little urn and bury them in the ground. Not to have different urns in people's homes, not all that. It's it's just a... Uh, um, it's dishonoring the body. And so, um, uh, if, if you have a saint like Catherine of Siena or other saints where a finger is here and a tongue of St. Anthony is preserved there and all of that... Um, the body is whole, but parts of it are, are distributed. Um, I, I guess that's all right with God because it's been done through the ages, but um, to do it with cremation, you're just scattering ashes. You're not even scattering parts of a body. Um, I, I think that the church, I know that the church frowns on that. I can't give a more um, distinct answer than that. I think if you look up Um, Catholic cremation and the sprinkling of ashes get a firm answer for that. It may, I could do that, I just want to get to some emails and not take all the time to do that. Um, It may give you more of an answer. Um, The only times the remains of various saints is because they are saints. And we know that they're in heaven. Um, When a body is here and... uh, certain a tongue or certain part of a body is broken up or or brought to different places um we all we know that for sure that that person that saint is in heaven we know that so um but we don't know that with 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 cremation that is scattered we don't know that so i i think it it appears a greater dishonor uh to the body to god's creation again I, I right now i can't do better than that but i'll give it a try i'll give it i'll i'll look it up as well um, okay um Okay, let me just see uh, Michelle has an email that says hello mother Miriam now i'm answering I tell you i 'm catching up on all the emails i haven 't answered and 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 there are, there are questions that i'm i'm probably not going to satisfy fully um Michelle says hello mother miriam i 've heard about Fatima and the three little children and the revolving sun, etc <clears throat> Now, people I've heard are saying that Russia was not consecrated to the heart of Mary, and without that happening, there will not be peace in the world. Well, let me just say that um, um, the many people believe that the recent congreg- uh, consecration of Pope Francis of the world to Russia um, was valid. Many people believe it's valid. I'm not going to contradict that. I just don't personally have confidence in that, Um, because Russia's already spread her errors. The war's already begun. I think it's a little and late. I I do not know if Our Lady has accepted that. I I personally, I I do not know that. It, It was the bishops of the world were asked to consecrate Russian Union with the Holy Father, but they weren't required to do it, and not all the bishops did so, so it's I cannot make a judgment on that. Uh, we'll be right back with your email uh, right after this break. And call in with anything on your heart, dear one, 1-877-511-5483. We'll be right back. Here at the
0: Station of the Cross, we proudly bring the truths of the Catholic faith to countless listeners through radio and mobile devices, and we're grateful for the feedback we've received. It just really connected me to
4: my faith. I always considered myself 100% Catholic, but didn't really realize that I wasn't fully practicing my faith, so I learned so much through the Stations on the Cross and began just getting deeper in my prayers and feeling just so much closer to God and so well versed in learning more about the Bible and more more about what actually it means to be Catholic. So it became very, very important to me, and I listen to the radio station daily, and I absolutely love it. I make it a regular practice of donating every time they have their their fundraising, and just love it and
0: wouldn't want it to ever go away. If you've been blessed by listening to the Station of the Cross, let us know. Call 1-877-888-6279, extension 112, then share your testimonial with us.
2: What you're offering and giving to me, you deserve to get back because you're offering more than I can give.
4: I learned so much through the station on the cross. I listen to the radio station daily and I absolutely love it.
2: I was attending the chapel and places like that and through your programs, I was able to find out how other Protestants had come back into the Catholic Church. God bless the station of the cross. Donate today at thestationofthecross.com.
3: Do you love listening to the Station of the Cross on your car radio, but sometimes find yourself driving outside the listening area? Never miss another minute of your favorite show. Download the iCatholic Radio app so you can listen anywhere in the world 24 hours a day. The iCatholic Radio app is available for your phone in the Apple Store or for your Android phone in Google Play. Visit thestationofthecross.com for more information.
0: Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by Site News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at Cross.com.
1: Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. We still have a whole half hour together and you're welcome to call in with Anything at all on your heart? Toll free one eight seven seven one. Sorry about that. One eight seven seven five one one five four eight three. Text at that number as well, or email at mother at cross dot com. And Michelle writes: We just. Um, uh, I'll repeat the beginning of her email. Hello, Mother Miriam. I've heard about Fatima and the three little children and the revolving sun, etc. Now people I've heard are saying that Russia was not consecrated to the heart of Mary, and without that happening, there will not be peace in the world. When Our Lady of Fatima came in 1917, she um, instructed uh, that the Holy Father in union with all the bishops of the world needed to consecrate Russia to her Immaculate Heart. If that did not happen, she said Russia would spread its errors throughout the world, and there would not be peace. If it did happen, that would counter all that. So I, just before the break, I mentioned that Pope Francis uh, did consecrate the world to Russia and with a number of bishops, not all of them. He invited them. He didn't order them, so to speak. And um, and I say many people, good people, people I trust, believe that the consecration was valid. I cannot uh, dispute that. I I just have no confidence in that because... Russia's errors are already spread. The war, the war has already begun, and um, I don't. I just don't know if Our Lady has accepted that consecration. It's quite late, uh, and not fully in union with her requests because it wasn't all the bishops of the world. So, I just don't know. Um, uh, this uh, Michelle says, "Where in Scripture does it say that there would be world peace before the?" Um, actual return of Jesus. Um, uh, it, there's different views of what's called the millennium, and uh, I think it's uh, uh, pre-millennials, I believe, um, having to do with the timing of the rapture that believes there'll be a thousand years of peace. Uh, that's not the Catholic view. What is the Catholic view is the um, the words of our lady she's the mother of our savior and she has appeared all over the world and she has said in the apparition of fatima and elsewhere that her immaculate heart um will reign and there will be a time of peace when the immaculate heart of our lady reigns um her immaculate heart will triumph that's the the exact words, and during that time, there will be a time of peace. Um, that's not in Scripture, um, but um, uh, as the Apostle Paul says, you are to um, hold to the traditions which he taught them—capital T, not the small t—not the traditions of men, but the traditions of God. Second Thessalonians two fifteen. Whether by word of mouth or by scripture but whether orally or written um, and then Michelle says also where in scripture does it say that the weight of reparations falls on the three little children it doesn't or to any human living on the earth the weight of reparations that does not fall, fall to the three little children they've been asked to suffer uh, in reparation uh, for the sins of the world and they said yes to our lady that they would do that it's an honor to be chosen by Our Lady and Our Lord to suffer for the reparation of sins. I um, have had some, uh, let's just say, occasion in my life to suffer. Um, and I consider it an honor. I'm not a masochist. I don't want to suffer. But let's just say it's maybe not my choice to suffer. But it, I just, uh, God has allowed it. And so I feel honored, I feel privileged, because there is such a thing as redemptive suffering in the Catholic Church. And that is, it's, it's only our Lord whose death um, made reparation for our sin. But we are co-redeemers, we are reconcilers with God on earth. And our suffering is not to be wasted, just like Paul said, Colossians 124, that he makes up the sufferings that are lacking, in in the sacrifice of christ what was lacking in the the sacrifice of christ nothing but the world is still trying to kill christ and christians uh all of that and so we through an unimaginable privilege are able to offer our sufferings to god in union with his for the salvation of souls so if i'm praying for the conversion of someone in particular I could say, Lord, I'm, I'm, maybe I could be suffering physically. That's legitimate. Maybe I could be suffering um, grief for the loss of a loved one. Uh, whatever it is, I say, Lord, um, I offer that. Take it. I have this as a gift. This suffering is a gift to give you, to join with your suffering for the salvation of souls. We can do that every moment of our life every moment of our life beloved um so it's not the weight of reparation falls on us or the three children of fatima or to any human being on earth it's not the weight of reparation we are invited to join in the very mission life and death of our lord it's an enormous privilege that he would accept my little peanuts into his sufferings for the salvation of the world michelle says scripturally yes god wants us to repent and says if we do he will heal our land as in second Chronicles seven fourteen. only the blood of jesus pays the price for our sins god bless you michelle michelle there's no other price but the precious blood of the lamb no one else nothing else is the accepted sacrifice for god absolutely nothing but again that is the sacrifice that separated us from god Absolutely nothing but the blood of Jesus can atone for that. But when we are are sorry, if you steal something, uh, uh, your child steals, goes into your purse and steals a ten dollar bill, and and the little girl comes to you uh, maybe a day later, or an hour later, or a month later, and says, "Mommy, I'm so sorry, I stole this from your." From your, I stole $10 from your purse, and I was walking home from school with some girls, and we went in the store, and we bought a bunch of things, and I can't even give it back to you. I'm so sorry, Mommy. I stole it. Well, what's Mommy going to do If if she's a, a good mother? She's going to say, sweetheart, God forgives us, and I forgive you, honey, because you've made a... You've come to me, and you're sincere. I forgive you, however... We can't leave it at that, sweetheart, because forgiveness or repentance is not complete unless we make reparation. So she's forgiven for the sin against you, Mom, but now if she's truly sincere, she's going to clean the house or mow the lawn or deliver newspapers or do something to earn back the $10 that she took from you and give it back to you. That's the idea. Christ alone has paid for our sins before God, but we, as His children, we need to make we need to repair the damage we've done through our sins, our temporal, earthly reparation, and that's what um, that's what that's our part. That's how we um, make temporal reparation for our sins. Um, if we go to confession and say, Father, I've stolen $4,000 from the bank, um, and the the priest, say knows you're uh, repentant, he says, I forgive you. But now, your penance must be to work to return that $4,000. Otherwise, you're not sincere, and the repentance and the forgiveness cannot be sincere. Michelle, dear, I hope in some way that's helped you. We have... Um, a call from Helen in New York. Hi, Helen.
4: Hi, Father. Hi, Sister. Oh. Hi, dear. i I just have one little question. I I've been listening to you uh, several times over the last couple of years, and uh, I was curious to find out how you were made to be called Mother Marian. I mean, uh, I was brought up Catholic and went to a Catholic school. And uh, the only one sister that I remember was Mother Superior, and uh, I was just very curious to find out when you became Mother Marianne
1: in 2011. Because I am Mother Superior, only in the ben- and I'm the foundress, only in the Benedictine Order. Instead of calling us superiors, we are priorists. So I'm Mother Prioress, if you want to say it that way. Um, if we ever grow large enough to become an abbey, as the um, beautiful Benedictines of Ephesus did, the uh, Benedictine sisters um, of Mary, Queen of the Apostles, uh, became an actual abbess. And so Mother Cecilia became Abbess Cecilia. It's so beautiful. I don't know that God has that for us in the future, but I am the foundress and the superior, and that's why I'm Mother. And that took place in 2011.
4: Okay, thank you With very Bishop's much. With Bishop Slattery. where are you located?
1: Well, we're in Kansas at the moment.
4: Okay. Uh, do you have any sisters uh, in uh, Pennsylvania?
1: No, we are just one little community here, um, and we're all in Kansas.
4: All in Kansas, we don't, okay. we don't
1: have other homes or houses.
4: I see. Okay, thank you very
1: much. You're welcome, dear one. God bless you. Okay. Let me see now. Um, we have a, a message from on Facebook from someone who writes it anonymously and says, "Is the sprinkling of ashes an acceptable practice?" It didn't used to be, but I've looked that one up, and apparently it is now. I I, I, I wish it weren't. Uh, I think it. Uh, the the a couple of articles I read said it became a more particular. I I think you're talking about Ash Wednesday, uh, sprinkling of ashes. Um, And this is um, an individual actually sent a video of a priest sprinkling ashes on top of everyone's hair rather than marking their foreheads on Ash Wednesday. Um, I was a little shocked by that. But the articles I looked up said that it was allowed during COVID because I guess... Priests were afraid to touch people's foreheads, so it was allowed. I, I, I grieve at that, but but it was allowed by the church. So, um, I guess the answer is yes, dear one. Okay, let me see now. Um, let me uh, just—we'll um, have a whole program of answering uh, questions. Um, let me let me begin just a little bit of an article that I have, a beautiful article from um, Abbot uh, Dom Garanger on the mystery of Paschal Tide because we're in it. It It's really, I know everyone loves Christmas and I absolutely love Christmas and Advent, looking forward to the um, realization again of the birth of the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in, in uh, through a virgin. It's the most magnificent time but had he not died... And had he died and not risen from the dead, we would not be saved. We would have no savior. The mystery of Paschal time, it's the most glorious time of the year. And Dom, let me just read just a little bit. Again, you're welcome to call in, um, uh, even while I'm reading this. And um, if anyone calls in, um, let me just see. Um, we, will, um, we will answer. Uh, we will answer that call, okay? All right, let me just begin. Um, hold on just a moment. Oh, there's our break. Okay. Um, well, when we come back, if if you've called in during the break, which I invite you to do, toll free, 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Um... um You are welcome to do that. And when I come back from the break, if your calls are there, we will take them. And if not, we'll just read a portion of Dom Garanger's article on Paschal Time. It's so beautiful. We'll be right back. this is Mother Miriam. Many of you are familiar with Mother Miriam Live, but I wonder if you have listened to some of the other programs from the Station of the Cross, such as The Catholic Current. Father Robert McTague discusses important topics in the Church and in the world each weekday at 5 p.m. Eastern. You can listen anytime to The Catholic Current as a podcast on the iCatholic Radio mobile app.
0: This is
3: Jesse Romero, host of Jesus 911, heard weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. I'm joined each day by a variety of co-hosts like Ruben Nava, Paul Clay, Dan Schneider, and my amazing wife, Anita Romero. We tackle Catholic devotions, spiritual warfare, family life, saving America, and everything in between. Join us each weekday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Jesus 911. You can also catch a bonus encore Saturdays at noon Eastern. God bless you. Keep the faith. The Station of the Cross appreciates the generosity of our supporters. We are committed to keeping our donors' accounts up to date. If there have been changes made to your payment information, please call us so that we can update your account. 1-877-888-6279, extension 104. Or update your information online at thestationofthecross.com. Thank you for your generous support of Catholic Radio.
1: And I'm so thrilled to be with you. And a blessed, blessed, blessed Easter to all of you. Blessed Paschal Tide, um, blessed Easter Week—the octave when every single day is a first-class feast. And again, you are certainly welcome to call in uh, with anything on your heart. Uh, right now, we're just, we just—we have ten minutes left, and I, I want to read to you just the beginning of the mystery of Paschal Tide by. Abbot Dom Gerange uh, who lived in the 1800s and he and he writes of all the seasons of the liturgical year Easter tide it's not a today it's a tide Easter tide is by far the richest in mystery we might even say that Easter is the summit of the mystery of the sacred liturgy the christian who is happy enough to enter with his whole mind and heart into the knowledge and love of the paschal mystery has reached the very center of the supernatural life hence it is that the church uses every effort in order to effect this what she has hitherto done was all intended as a preparation for easter the holy longings of advent the sweet joys of christmas the severe truths of septuagesima the contrition and penance of lent the heart-rending sight of the passion, all were given us as preliminaries, as paths to the sublime and glorious Pasch, which is now ours. And that we might be convinced of the supreme importance of this solemnity. Today is a solemnity, beloved. Every single day this week is a solemnity. It's not a day of holy obligation for you to be at Mass, but it's a first-class Feast, a Solemnity, the entire of Easter week, right through Divine Mercy Sunday, this coming Sunday. <clears throat> and that we might be convinced of the supreme importance of this Solemnity, God willed that the Christian Easter and Pentecost should be prepared by those of the Jewish law, 1,500 years of typical beauty prefigured the reality, and that reality is ours That is referring back to the Passover, the exodus of the Jewish people freed from over 400 years of slavery um, through the Passover and the exodus, and that happened 1,500 years prior to Christ. During these days, when we have brought before us the two great manifestations of God's goodness toward mankind, the Pasch of Israel and the Christian Pasch, the Pentecost of Sinai, and the Pentecost of the Church. We shall have occasion to show how the ancient figures were fulfilled in the realities of the New Easter and Pentecost and how the twilight of the Mosaic Law made way for the full daylight of the Gospel. But we cannot resist the feeling of holy reverence at the bare thought that the solemnities we have now to celebrate are more than 3,000 years old. 1500 years between the, the first Passover and Christ, and 2,000 years from Christ till now, which is 3,500 years, more than 3,000 years old, and they are to be renewed every year from this till the voice of the angel shall be heard proclaiming, Time shall be no more. The gates of eternity will then be thrown open. <clears throat> We have a call from uh, Marian. Um, hi, Marion. Are you there?
5: I, I'm here, <coughs> Mother. Uh, happy, blessed Easter to you.
1: Blessed Easter to you, Marion. Thank you.
5: I have a question, uh, Mother. Uh, my uh, son, son-in-law's father, he was a strong Catholic, uh, and he's dying almost any uh, moment. And his wife's a Methodist. But they are going to cremate his body i I know that it's allowed now, but what do you think of cremation cremation for Catholics?
1: Well, that's just what you said- Ma- Marion It's allowed, so I could never say it's wrong or not to do it uh, i I would not make that choice myself, but it's not wrong, and again it's it's not sinful so um it, if it if it's, if she is his wife it it should it really needs to be her choice um, even though she's not Catholic, it really needs to be her choice and so um it's it would be helpful if you or others in the family can give her the proper means of a disposing of his body once cremated, that it should be in a proper little urn and maybe that put in a casket and lowered into the ground.
5: Okay. Okay, Father.
1: All right, dear. Yeah, yeah if, if she's, I wouldn't add to her grief by fighting that, um, because the church allows it.
5: So he's a strong Catholic, too, my son-in-law, but I think uh, his mother wants him cremated, so that is why I, I was rather concerned. Yeah.
1: But what about his wife? What about his wife? his His wife wife is your daughter
5: his wife is the methodist this is my son-in-law's father
1: oh excuse me is a
5: methodist my son-in-law is a strong catholic too and his dad was a catholic
1: all right but your son-in-law is married to your daughter right yeah
5: yeah yeah
1: and she's methodist
5: no he's my son-in-law's mom is a methodist and
1: this is his dad who's dying. His parents. But if he's your son-in-law, is he not married to your daughter? Yeah, he is. And he is, is, is your is your daughter Catholic?
5: Yeah, they're both Catholic. They Oh, three, then, then it should be.
1: Oh, it should be her decision, not the mom's. You mean it's, his
5: decision
1: is that? No, his the, but if he wants to be cremated, it's one thing. He should give the order. If he's a strong Catholic, what's he, what, if he wants to be uh, buried fully or cremated, he—it's his choice. Has he given that choice? He—he he, we
5: uh, because he asked me and he asked the church as well. The priest said it's allowed, but I said we—we uh, we are used to a Catholic burial, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> Catholic yes, but, burial, but so. here's the point: it's allowed, but it, it has to be his choice, and if. If he wants to not be cremated and his wife, who is Catholic, does not want him to be cremated, that's the end of the story. His mom needs to stay out of it. So if, if it's going to break up the whole family, again, crea- cremation is allowed. It's not going to be sin. But your son's own personal choice should be respected. And if he's uh, concerned about what his mom thinks then his wife's decision should be respected his mom should not have a decision over him or his wife
5: okay okay thank you sister
1: then all right marion god bless you dear one but if you lose the battle don't make too much of a battle of it
5: okay (laughs) all right yeah so yeah strange
1: times we are in strange times sweetheart i wish everybody was totally faithful to their faith um But again, if he doesn't want to hurt his mom's feelings um, and his wife doesn't fight it, I would just let it go. I would just let it go. I wouldn't make it a family battle at the death of someone like that.
5: Yeah, okay.
1: All right, sweetheart. Thank you very much. Okay, Mary. God bless you. God bless you. And God bless all of you. Um, We are uh, coming up. uh, There it is. The closing music for today. Um, Dear ones live your faith I say it many times as if it's true which means we don't compromise we don't uh, plead ignorance because there's plenty of ways to find out the truth turn to the scriptures turn to the catechism turn to a good faithful Catholic uh, organization like Catholic Answers and um, um, live the truth beloved I don't know how much time we have left before this earth is going to burn up But um, none of us know if we have tomorrow. If you're in mortal sin, get to a priest today and make confession. God bless you. And we'll speak with you, God willing, tomorrow.